I know that to Miche uh, Adelier, Adelier is uh, he's deciding between Bama and A&M. Have you heard anything on the Bama front? <laughs> yeah. All right. So here's what I got on Tune Mees. Um, Tune Meesy, whatever. But right now I like A&M. He did just have a – he did just go to Bama. Yep. Um, I know that he's tight with a bunch of Bama commits. I think if Terry on Arnold – see, I think Worthy's going to Michigan. I think Xavier Worthy's going to Michigan regardless. I think his mom's not letting him go anywhere else. Yeah. Uh, but I think there's a certain group. I think if Terry on Arnold goes to Bama, I think if Xavier Sori goes to Bama, then Toon Meesey's going to go to Bama. But right now – and I was talking with Mike Farrell – uh, about this on the show when I had him on last Wednesday and he, th- he thought because of the lack of visits that he liked A&M yeah. he still likes A&M. I agree with him right now, but again, a, a lot can change, especially if Bama wins the SEC and all this other stuff, you know, but I, if I was A&M, I'd feel good about it. But whenever Nick Saban's involved, I would oh, never yeah. feel good about it. If that makes sense. Oh yeah. I get it. I think, what's kind of winning out for us right now is the relationship we have. So yeah. we're well, that's, typically that's what wins out in the end. We were his first offer. We offered him his sophomore year and we have the same defensive end coach that we did that offered him. Yeah. So he's had three years to build this relationship. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I like where yeah. A&M, you know, stay is at right now. Um, I think they end up getting them, but you know, as well as I do, man, I just, I haven't put out a prediction yet just because, I always like to wait till that final phone call from Saban. I, I kind of, you know, you never know. You never know. Yeah. Oh, I know. Happen. Jalen yeah, fucking we, Waddle, man. A yeah. and M was leading for Jalen Waddle up until the very end. You know what? Did, what did what did they say? Uh, what did Gucci and the Migos say? I get the bag and flip it and tumble it. <laughs> big bags. <laughs> That's yeah. a big bag too. No oh, big bags. Santa Claus bag. <laughs> yeah, big bag. What car you want? <laughs> I was just curious because oh. I know he's he's been in talks with Bama, so I figured you had some insight there. No, oh, that's yeah, like I gotta, the, the I, man, I got to start everywhere on this recruiting front, bro. You know what? You know what's up. All right, what you know about Shamar Turner? He just got his fifth star. Yeah, which makes me think he's going to commit to Bama, even though he's probably not even in the running with them. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, again, my, my thing is with y'all's whole, like with where y'all at right now, I mean, you've had a lot of success. All the things that Jimbo has told these recruits since they've been younger is coming true right in front of their own very eyes. That's a huge feather in his cap. Now he's got to finish it. Yeah. he's got, And again, that's not even, because <laughs> look, if I'm Jimbo Fisher and I'm AM, and and let's say you go nine and one and you don't get in, let's say you don't get in, you know what? That that sucks. That sucks for AM. I totally understand it. You're only lost to Bama. I get it. It's but you can go into that recruit's home and you can say, look how close we are. I told you. Remember, I told you we were going to be all right. But you see that game against Florida this year? High flying Florida. You saw what happened. Who gave him that L? We did, boss. We did. And again, you could be the difference. You can be the difference. Yeah. We're one step away. We're one series away. Will you come here and be the difference maker on that series? And a lot of time, you, the kid looks around, everybody's happy about AM. 
Everybody's loving it. Jimbo's hot. Got his brand new bag. We're ready to go. If I mean, if you guys are sitting in a really good spot, yeah, you man. got a, you got all the pitches in the world. Right yeah, now. you got all. You guys are sitting on O. Y'all, y'all are O two man. Deciding if you want to throw the slider or a little bit of that high cheese. Yeah, I'm, a big high, <laughs> I'm a big high cheese. Yeah. Cheddar. Yeah, I mean, you just gotta punch out. You just gotta punch out Auburn, um, Tennessee, and Ole Miss. Which I mean, those are three about the same just scrub teams. <laughs> he said <so>. Tennessee. <laughs> Tennessee. <laughs> I love how that's where he got hung up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, he couldn't say anything about Ole Miss. That almost lost what, that he game. Say? what does he say? What does White Goodman say? Oh, wait. Now I remember. <laughs> <laughs> hey, where do you think Armani's going? Man, I think they, I, I think it's either LSU or Auburn. I've heard LSU lately, right? Yeah, well, LSU, he almost, he almost flipped during the summer. I mean, again, running back is just a position where Auburn's like, yeah, I mean, you want it. He's a great player. Armani's a great player, but but you, you also know, you got look, freshman you, Tank Bigsby sitting there. Right? Yeah, I mean, you got. I mean, you got Professor Bigsby uh, sitting sitting in the chair. He's going to be toting the potato for about two more years. Then he's going to take his talents. Yeah, yeah. Talents will be taken. I will be taking my talents now. You know. Yeah, and quite honestly, LSU kind of has that void right now, right? I mean, John Emery, the sophomore. Yeah, that I mean, again, I think there's, I think the kid may end up back at Auburn, man. To be honest with you, at least from what I'm hearing, I know the mom loves Auburn, but you know, the kid's been committed for a long time. You know, you just wonder a kid decommitting that, but but he decommitted and didn't flip. You know, it wasn't a a flip. So you know, do you do you go out with the other girl for a week just to make the other one jealous, just to see what it feels, yeah, just to see what it feels like, yeah, you know. And you know, make the other one jealous a little bit. You know, get turns the out she's yeah. How yeah, many turns out? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How many kids is uh, Auburn going to take this year? <laughs> well, we're not in the business of kids stealing, Woody. I don't know what type of question you're asking. Um, I don't put anything past my Yeah, this isn't Iran, dog. Calm down. Um, no, uh, they're at twelve right now. I know offensively, I think they may – if they don't get good one, they may take one more running back. But I think, you know, defensively, you got to feel good about Trevin Wallace. you got to feel good about Terrence Lewis. I think they got a really good shot at Dylan Brooks. Now, they got to win – I think they got to win this game this weekend. But you feel good about Dylan Brooks. I think Byron Young and don't – all right, never mind. I didn't say that. Um, don't worry about that. Uh, George Wilson, feel good about that. But I think offensively they're going to go to the transfer portal. I say they're going to hit the portal like Raiden from Mortal Kombat, man. <laughs> um, uh, grad transfer. They already got Eric Wilson, the the Harvard offensive lineman. Yeah, Harvard in. kid. Yeah, the genius. Uh, feel good about him. <laughs> I'm actually getting him on the show uh, here soon, oh, yeah? so that'll be good. I can't wait to ask him about aerodynamics and, the, <laughs> and proteins and molecules and stuff. It's going to be awesome. That but dude's going to feel like a fucking idiot when he wa- or. He's just gonna feel like he's around a bunch of like complete scrubs when he walks. Well, into I've always wondered, class. like, if you did transfer from like an Ivy League school, and they're like, "What classes do you want to sign up for this week? Do you want to sign up for science?" And he's like, "Science? What type of science?" I mean, you know, it's like, it's like, yeah, we're gonna sign you up for literature 102. It's like, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, literature 102. He's like, I was in 109 my sophomore year, so <laughs> and it's like I've actually read 73 percent of all the books in the world, so. You know, yeah. he, he becomes the teacher. He's actually a teacher at Auburn. Slash yeah, I mean, Auburn. the dudes, I mean, 
you go Harvard to basically anywhere else. The dude's going to walk into his first grad school class and be like, I learned this shit my freshman year. Yeah, no, he's going to like levitate in there and like just like with some technology we don't know. Look, I don't give a shit. You can't add two plus two or you're a Yeah, we need you to block somebody. I need you to block somebody. I need you to block somebody. Why don't you come up, use Pythagorean's theorem to go ahead and keep this defensive end from getting to the quarterback? I need you to know where you're sliding. I need to know what backer you're doubling to. Right, and I love it. You're a Harper kid in the box. We should never be wrong. We should never be wrong. We should never be wrong. True. We should never be wrong. It's true. He can probably remote view. He's probably calling the play sooner or later. Yeah. Have the left tackle pointing out everybody for you. (laughs) The left tackle's like, listen, Bo, I love it. Go next. Don't go to that guy. For some some reason, they're not running the play. The next thing you know, he's teaching them all chemistry and on the line of scrimmage. Yeah. (laughs) It's offense and the defensive line. It's like, man, this guy's a genius. Yeah. Tank Bigsby just invented rubber on the field. All right, so like, where's where's half our punt team? He's like, Coach Eric's got him actually building a styrofoam <laughs> volcano, and they're doing a great job. <laughs> 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 it's like he's got the board the O line coach writes on. He's got like the formulas for like, like lesson plans. He's like, guys, actually, hydrogen is not in water. That's a lie. It's kind of mis- this motherfucker just invented yeah. a better Gatorade. It's actually, a mixture of carbon and dioxide. <laughs> Everybody's like, oh, code, code for down 40 patients. Yeah, it's like, yeah. It's like so, you blew that protection, but damn it, you passed the test. So what are your thoughts on uh, Bo Nix now? Because beginning of the year, you told me he'd be first overall pick or first round pick next year. First okay. round. He said he might get drafted. He might be a first round. He said he might. Yeah. Okay. He might. So okay. what are your thoughts now? Well, it's not next year, so. Um, no, no, I, I just want to know where well, you again, see It's hard for me because, you know, there hasn't been a quarterback at Auburn under Gus Hazan that, you know, outside of Nick Marshall that hasn't regressed, you know, yeah. him as a head coach. There's not one. But, you know, it's tough for me to say, and Bo's made bad plays and, and he's made mistakes, but you haven't had a good offensive line. I mean, you haven't. Yeah. You, you haven't been able to sit. Because I say, imagine if you put – Bo Nix, and this isn't taking away anything from Mac Jones, but put him behind Alabama's offensive line. If you put Bo Nix at Georgia right now, they may be undefeated. It's just you, you, you have to have in this sport. It's not like basketball where you can be seven foot. It's not like baseball where you can throw it 103 and win a game you shouldn't. You have to have help from damn near everyone. And for two years, Bo Nix, one, from a play calling standpoint, it's been horrible. It's been horrible. And two, you haven't had a good offensive line. Auburn had guys that are in the NFL on that offensive line last year, but that was not a good offensive line. They did not communicate well. They were not consistent. And, you know, obviously it's one of the reasons Jack Bignell's at Auburn now. But it's very hard for me. It's, it's, like, it's like trying to judge a pitcher, but he, he – he doesn't have the right size ball to yeah. throw. You just can't tell. It's like, like a how much it's like a chef. Better. It's like a chef with a bunch of shitty ingredients. Yeah, like <laughs> what, yeah, you got bologna and pop tarts, dog. You can't make a five star meal out of that. And I'm gonna say this, and don't take it the wrong way, because obviously he's a he's better than Mon. But this is the same thing we said about Mon going into the year. He's got to have an O line, and you can't expect him to do anything without it. Yeah, and, and look, and what, look what and look been. what happened. Look what happened to Kellen yeah, Mon. He had a, he's had a good offensive line, and he's been great. Except yeah, it's amazing how, how those works, two right. things happen. 
Yeah, I don't know where good. this offensive line came from. Bro, I, I had Cole Kubik. Y'all look good. Dude, I had Cole Real Kubik good. On, and he was like, dog, that Xander Green dude is murdering people. I think I said his name right. No, it's uh, Kenyon Green. Kenyon Green. Why do I keep thinking his name is Xander? So that, that would dude, be a way better okay. name, though. So he, that he is our five-star on the offensive good. line, right? Like, dude, he's, he's going to be a first. Star. He may be one of the first linemen taken, dog. He's a first-round pick. I'm, I like McCollum. I like McCollum a lot. McCollum. I don't know where these guys came from, though. Cause and those are typically the best ones. You want to know why? They you all played last year. You want to know why? You want to know why you haven't haven't heard about them? Because they're not these big names that are big stars, and they had to grind to get it. And they're they all not used played to be last saying, year. Oh, that offensive line so good. They're used to being told y'all are the reason we're not good. Y'all are the reason, and that just does something to you. Just as if you're worth your weight, if 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 you got a little salt about you, it does something to you, and you can tell that A and M's offensive line. They're nasty. Pissed. And I love it. That's how you have That's to play that position. Play. That's what Auburn's missing. And well, y'all don't have five guards playing. We have we have <laughs> guards playing tackle. But that's because Gus Malzahn couldn't sign a high school offensive lineman if it was his son. Um, you know, and, and <laughs> I mean, it is. He hadn't signed a high school offensive tackle in four years. Jeez. Think about that. At Auburn. It's, it's it's easy to understand why your offensive line struggles when that's the case. Yeah. Well, that's what happens when every time you walk in school, Nick Saban and Kirby Smart are shoving you in the locker while all the girls watch. Yeah. Gus is a lane. He's a lane. And I feel like nowadays when it comes to college football, you got to have a big name. Well, not even a big name. You got to be a, a dog. Big- Give me Jeff Hafley from Boston College. Give me that dude. This is from Ohio State. Jeff's a dog. Like, it just, you got to be a dog. You can't be. That you can't be Opie, man. You can't. The kids you can't, can tell. You, the kids can tell. They can tell. They can smell it. They see it every day in high school. You just can't be a lame like that. Um, I hate to say like, yeah, but it's like, the truth. Like he's St- he's Stephen Glansberg, bro. He's Stephen Glansberg. I would not be surprised if you walked in the cafeteria and Gus Malzahn was eating pudding by himself at a <laughs> table. He's Steven Glansberg, dog. That's the truth. So have y'all seen have y'all seen that coastal, that old coastal interview with the coach where he's like, Don't be a cat, be a dog. Be yeah, a dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't <laughs> need any more cats. I need dogs. Yeah. <laughs> Your wristband look okay. Does this armband look okay? Yeah, yeah. That's like, where I just, thought that, bro, Jake, that's where I thought just, you were going with that one. It's weird, man. It, it's just like it's hard for me to explain, but I just know like it's like this. Like, if you walked in a room full of all the SEC head coaches, you'd probably be like, oh, it's Nick Saban. Oh, yo, it's Jimbo Fisher. Like, yo, it's Kirby Smart. They're like, hey, Gus Malzahn's over there. They'd be like, oh, cool. Like, oh, it's Mike Leach. Oh, it's Lane Kiffin. They'd be like, who wants to go? Like, what's he going to do, tell you about furniture? Like, what? Like, I just don't – bro, I just yeah. don't think you can be the head coach and do that. You can be the O.C., you can be you can be the OC and do that, but you can't be the guy because you. I just don't think he's got the juice to do that. And they're like, oh well, he's beat Nick Saban more times than anybody. He's three and six, dog. Like, and they're like, oh well, Alabama's as good as they ever been. Uh, well, okay. Well, you know what? Then why even play the game? Why even play the game? Why even recruit then? Why even try? Why even care? Let's just bend down and kiss the ring. Let's but just you, bend you, down and kiss the ring. That it, it ain't that, that it ain't not for seven million, not for seven right, million. Right. Well, I agree that three and six isn't good enough. Like against your rival, it's never going to be good enough. But the the worst part is those three wins. He the years he gets those three wins, 
He hasn't done anything with those. That, that, those but here's that the thing. Your, that should here's be your run thing. years. Take out Alabama. Take out Alabama, okay? Because Auburn and Georgia is a big rivalry, buddy. It's right. huge. They've been playing that one longer than they've been playing the Iron Bowl. I'm not saying it's not as important. It's more important. That's not what I'm saying. You're two and seven against Georgia and a Hail Mary from being one and eight. And that pisses Auburn people off because in Lee County, where Auburn is, you can throw a rock and hit the Georgia line. I can be in Columbus real quick from Auburn. And there's a lot of people that, that are Auburn fans that live in Georgia that are Georgia fans that live in Auburn. And Gus Malzahn has let Georgia slap them around. Like they just slap them around like a kid. Like just a little kid, they just slap or like a like a cat with one of those one of those balls. They just slap him around, like go up real fast and put it on the ground and push it around and then slap him around. He gets slapped around by Georgia. He gets slapped around by LSU. This three and five. I mean, you beat LSU this year, but this is the worst LSU team I've seen since Barry Denardo was coaching. Yeah, you know, there's no excuse. And, and I'll send you guys the numbers because all I did was read the numbers. And again, I'll go back to you. Got to make a choice if you're Auburn. Is eight and four okay? And, and beating Alabama once, once in a blue moon, uh, never really beating Georgia, barely beating LSU, never winning championships or anything like that for seven million dollars. Or do you do? And it's risky. Everybody's like, oh well, who are you going to hire? There's they don't stop making good coaches. That that's not how this works. You know that there's great Hugh Freeze, Cristobal, Billy Napier, Jeff Halfley. There's guys that are out there that aren't afraid. Because that's what I think it is. Deep down, I think the dude's afraid. And you can't do that in this conference. You cannot be afraid. And you know what? It may not work, but it'll never work. You are a 25-point underdog in the Iron Bowl. That makes me want to throw up. That's disgusting. And guess what? You lost by 29. And, and I just don't know. And I'd say this if, if Gus Malzahn was in the room. I don't know if the Iron Bowl really means as much to him as it needs to. I, I really – because if it did, you would do things a little bit different than, you know, we're never going to cuss it, practice. I mean, just stuff that – and, again, I'm cussing, whatever. It just – you got to be a dog. You got to be a dog. You can't just hope to do good things. You got to go out there – and, and battle with these guys and do the things that it takes. And does Auburn need to be a little more, you know, from an administration side, we need to start doing some more things? Yes, yes. But again, you can't blame the administration when you're paying the guys $7 million a year. That is $7 mil There are people that are working on cancer research. There are people that are trying to feed starving children that make a way bigger difference in the world than Gus Malzahn will ever make that are not being paid $7 million to be average at best. And that's what Gus Malzahn, if you look at his Auburn coaching career in the eight years, he is average at best. And average is not acceptable. And I think, um, you know, there's two ways for a coach to command respect. It's either the quiet guy or the loud guy. And he's just neither of those. He's just dude, the there no, guy. He's, like, dude, he's just like there. a panicker. He's a panicker. You can't be, you can't be a head coach and be a panicker. You panic yeah. on the sidelines the entire game, no matter what it is, right? And that feeds off to what? Kids. Dog, you you, you tried to kick a field goal in the Iron Bowl down 28-6 to six as the third quarter's running out, dog. 57 yards. 57-yard field goal. If I was Andres Carlson, I'd have looked at him and be like, what? 
Dude, you're killing my percentage, man. Like, dude, I'm just, I just, look, and and I don't, and and a lot of, and I'll tell you guys, there's, and I feel bad for, you know, the beat writers and stuff like that, that, that they have access to them and they can't say bad stuff about them or they won't get access. But if I'm one of those guys, I mean, eventually you got to call a spade a spade. Like you're going to lose credibility. You just, you know, I, that's the greatest thing. I can go on my show. My audience is awesome enough to where I can have an opinion and a lot of them will sit there and listen because all I do is read real information. This isn't, you know, fake. And all everybody does in Auburn is just sunshine pump and defend this guy and defend this guy and defend this guy. But the guys that played at Auburn, and and the guys that know what Auburn is and the fans that know what Auburn is and what the expectations should be. And are you always going to reach them? No, but you better reach them sometime. It's not good enough. What Gus Malzahn has done for Auburn is not good enough, at least for $7 million a year. You have won nothing. You haven't won anything. In 2013, I'll give you that with Nick Marshall. You won the SEC championship, had a crazy Hail Mary, had a crazy kick six. Lucky but fucking then, season. Yeah, since and you, and you blew the national championship game up twenty one to three. But Andrew got a horse collar also that season. So yeah, yeah, that was a bullshit game. You haven't done enough, and you need to be held accountable. In any other job that somebody is getting paid that amount of money, you would be held accountable. It's like this. I said this. If I was a lawyer, and I was getting paid seven million dollars which means I'm a top flight, one of the best lawyers around. And I only won 30% of the cases, my big cases. They're going, they ain't paying me $7 million anymore. Johnny Cochran didn't win 30% of his case. If you're going to get paid like Johnny Cochran, you better win some cases, dog. And Gus Malzahn has not won any cases. He just hopes for a plea deal. This is my real quick. I'm not talking about a specific team or anything like that, Arizona Cardinals. But I <laughs> swear to God, if I see another team, when it's fourth and one, come out and shotgun and not sneak the ball, yeah. it's a guaranteed first down. I don't care. I saw a team on the one-yard line twice, and it's not like I had the quarterback in fantasy because I did not sneak the ball on the one-yard line and didn't score twice. Guys, I'm sick of it. It's the easiest play. Patrick Mahomes got hurt one time on a QB (laughs) sneak. They're going to be okay. It's a guaranteed yard. Get your fullback and your running back and come push him him. into the fucking end zone. Like, you can put – and you know what? If it's third down, do it twice. Like, just do it twice. twice. Tom Brady is a magician at it. My thing is, the thing that I don't understand is coaches say, oh, well, we're worried about the center quarterback exchange. Number one. You can work on that in pre-practice for three to five minutes every day. Number two, these are divisions yeah, one middle school. and NFL. So I'm going to tell the center to pass block Aaron Donald, but I don't trust him. And I have a quarterback that I'm paying him millions of dollars to make unbelievably athletic plays, even if it's just with his arm, that he can't go under center and take the ball and go for it. That is the worst. If anybody ever says that, that we're worried about – because they even say it on TV, I just cringe, dog. I just cringe because it's like – that's like saying, listen, guys, you're in the NBA. We're not doing layups, dog. No layups. 
we don't think you guys can do layups. It's either mid-range shots, dunks, or three-pointers. Yep. We're not shooting layups, guys. It's too well, hard. Layups, layups are dangerous. You could hit your finger on the backboard when you, you go could. up. Like, they're just dangerous. You could. I never thought of that. Yeah, you could hit your finger on the backboard. <laughs> you right. could the exchange it, between yeah. dribbling and going up, that's dangerous. You like roll your ankle it coming down. Mind. It's like, you know what? Today, we're not throwing the change up. We're just not going to No, it blows my mind. It's like, you know what? We're not even going to come out on the iron thing. No. It's fourth and one. Let's get shot. Up. Yeah. Well, my favorite so is when they go the five wide and shotgun on fourth and one. I'm gonna throw up. Yeah. Well, my thing is the, 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 with the Cardinals game. If you're game. gonna go, if you're gonna go empty, that's fine. Get in shotgun, then run him up under center yeah. like Steve Spurrier used to do because he's the one who started doing it. And QB sneak him in the end zone. When Florida started doing that, everybody thought that fucking Hagrid came down on a motorcycle <laughs> and just picked him up and taught him how to do it. Like it, it, it blows my mind. Get it. So, in, the, in the the Cardinals thing is they have Kyler Murray. There's so many creative ways to do it. Kyler Murray was going to be the number three. one draft pick to play the outfield. You don't think he can go under center and catch the ball? They were going right. to pay him to play in three different leagues. And if you want to be fancy, run a boot with him and he either runs for it or you have a tight end wide end. So, but like, you don't have to do the same play every time. Just, just don't run inside zone or split zone. Stop. Just stop doing it. Just sneak, so, but you're not gonna stop it. Yeah, like it doesn't matter if he gets stalemate at the line because there's a fullback and running back coming to push him I, into the end. I love zone. how they made the Reggie Bush push rule. Now nobody even cares. Anymore. Yeah, you're like, it's, no, no, it's good. He's, you can do it. it, it like, just, he gave no. the Heisman back. We'll change the rule. And this so. is the NFL. Yes, the NFL. I understand schematically yards is geniuses and you know everything to everything, but get under the center. Yeah, he won the Heisman. Yeah, let him get a yard. Yeah, so yeah, I, don't I was playing Wait. against Kenyon Drake, so I feel your fucking pain, dude. Yeah, I got played against Will Fuller this week. He just found out he'd been using steroids. Yeah, Blaine, Tyree Blaine Kill, Blaine, my dude. Blaine, Blaine. I played Tyree Kill in three of my four leagues. Dude, hey, listen to this. Blaine sent a very strongly worded email to our commissioner saying that Will Fuller's points should be negated from this past week because he, he scored 32 <laughs> The reason I lost. Blaine's trying to get Blaine's trying to get it overturned. It's bullshit. The reason I lost is because Will Fuller decided to use a bunch of steroids and play against the Colts or the whoever. Uh, it worked. Oh, it's even worse. It was the Lions. It was the Lions. <laughs> the Lions. I got beat by Will Fuller because he used steroids. And Julio Jones doesn't want to show up this year. Blaine said, Blaine said, I'm sending a strongly worded email to the commission. And I'm waiting to get back. Uh, I got guys walking in here with suitcases next week. Yeah, Blaine's been talking to a bunch of guys with suitcases and glasses all week. I'm pissed money with me. I'm pissed you remember, you remember our pain with uh, shotgun on fourth and one, right? Back in the Kevin Sumlin days. Me? Yeah, you. Fuck yeah, I do. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding Man, me? Man, that drove that drove Anim fans up a fucking wall. I fourth and Kevin one shotgun. Man knows how to have a good time. Kevin Sumlin is on a ten-game losing streak right now, and it couldn't so happen be good to a better something. fucking guy. You got to be good at something. He's good at collecting checks. Couldn't happen really to good. a better fucking guy. Yeah, <laughs> I could tell you some stories. About <laughs> oh that. yeah, Kevin yeah. Sumlin. Oh. Yeah. oh, the stories where he—I don't know if I should say it on the pod. <laughs> yeah, yeah, hey, that's a hard stop, Woody. That's a hard. <laughs> I feel shocked. <laughs> I feel shocked. <laughs> I don't know if I should say the things I'm about to say on a podcast. Yeah. But... Well, Woody, if you're holding up, I know it's really bad. <laughs> yeah. Like I think you shouldn't say it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I don't refrain <laughs> or at least very while often. I'm on here. Don't say it. I don't refrain very often. 
Yeah, we uh, can't we can't tarnish uh, J Boy's good name. No, that's not what I'm saying. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying that I, I don't want to go to jail because Woody threatened to kill Kevin Sumlin. Uh, <laughs> no, no, yeah. Woody's like, I'm past those days. Yeah, he's already done that. He's not been going to jail. <laughs> yeah. No, but I might have said some things under the heat of the moment in a football game. <laughs> hey, it is heat of agreement, man. But I think we're gonna roll here in a minute, boys. I got some cooking in the oven. No worries, man. Oh, oh is that where? Oh, yeah. Hey, <laughs> hey, I, I gotta get. Let me. I, I need some final scores. Mm. I need some final scores. Think hard, right. ponder it. First off, how bad does Bama beat LSU? Oh, God. how much? How much they want to? Whenever they lost, forty-eight ten. I don't know if they can score ten without Terrence Marshall. Uh, late touchdown. Fifty-eight seven. Terrence, also, did you know Terrence Marshall had half of their yards against AM? Oh. Yeah, I they believe it because he's 267. Half of their team. 267. He had 134. He's a dog, bro. Yeah, he's a he dog. had his game. Um, like, ah, see ya. Like, Damn, beating, Jamar, yeah, earlier. he's like, he's starting to listen to the same people tell Jamar Chase. He, he walked out there at practice, didn't see Joe Bird almost like, nah, I'm straight. Yeah, nah, yeah, I'm good. They're beating, they're beating yeah, 59 to three. I'm gonna go lift some weights and run around. Yeah, 59 to three. I'm going 58 7 A. 58-7 Bama over uh, LSU. Yeah, yeah. After last year, I think Nick's going to run it up. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. He should. Yeah. But, uh, all right, A&M Auburn, what are y'all thinking? I'll be, I'll, I'll bet I'll be shocked here. Man, I'm going to go 38-31 A&M. So, I, I was going to say – I think it's uh, close, I just because that's the way A&M plays. Look, at the end of the day, man, look, at the end of the day, uh, I'm going to listen to Vegas. Right, yeah. four and a half. What did it start at? Seven. Started seven. So it's probably going to be a one possession game, right? So oh, they know, they know. So it's they're very wrong. rarely, very rarely are they that wrong. Yeah. yeah. Todd, 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 Todd. I got it at thirty-four twenty-seven. Mm. What do you got? A and M. I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go. 34. I'm going to go 34 17 AM. Yeah. That's a, I'm, okay, I'm going to so go. You said, so you're you just saying told Vegas me Vegas. I'm going against Vegas. I'm going against Vegas. Okay. I'm going against Vegas. As you said, Vegas is almost always right, right? But I just, not this I, time. I just got a feeling this is it. Well, at the end of the day, I know we're at home, but we are not a good football team. Yeah. At, like on up front, on both sides of the ball, we are bad. Yeah. Right. We are bad. And y'all are what on both sides of the ball? Good. Doing good. good. All right, guys. Taking everything into account. Wait, uh, Jake, I don't want to cut you off, but I'm going to cut You're you good. off real quick. Uh, Blaine, yeah. are you going to put money against your team on this? Or, or is this just. No, I'm not this week. Already, not I already took Bama last week to cover against Auburn. Okay. So, so, this, not, so you'll sit this one I try to stay away from Auburn games most of the time because emotion yeah. just makes me a bad decision, but Bama covers, baby. Yeah, they do. Okay, All right. Ahead. Taking everything into account, like I said, best Gus is desperate Gus. I like Auburn 30 to 27. 30 okay. 27. I think they kick a field goal to win it. Uh, I'm going to say uh, 47 yarder, right middle to win it. <laughs> All right. Right middle. Not dead, not dead middle, not straight in the middle. No, it's, it rarely is. If it's right middle. middle, it's going in. Yeah. 
I mean, yes, but <laughs> no, right, if you no, want no, to be that specific. Big, that's a, the difference between no, right middle like, and right hash is a big, big difference. Yeah. From a kick oh, wise, you're saying where they're snapping it from or where the ball's going? Where the ball's – I'm saying where, where the ball's going to be where he, when he kicks it. It's going to be a 47-yard like, field goal. Between the hashes, not where like, the field goal. Yeah, like 47-yard uh, okay. field goal, right middle, like is where it's going to be. Not on the right hash, not on the left hash, not left gotcha, middle, gotcha. not center. It's going to be right middle. I thought you meant where it goes in between the goalposts. And it's like, you don't think he's going to oh, hit well, that fish right down the middle? The go right His last name's Carlson. That shit's going in, dog. <laughs> I don't even watch that. When Daniel kicks or Anders kicks, I, I go and get something to drink. You, you might as well, you know, most of the time. Knock on wood, I want to jinx him. Be like the guy from fans. I don't think but, you can jinx that kid. Yeah. Look, he's a Carlson. Dude, if you see the way this guy – go watch his field goals against Alabama. And I swear, dude. He's like hitting a pitching wedge. Like the balls start outside the crossbar and just go straight in. Like every time, right to left, left to right. Dude, he's like freaking Xander Shoffley. It's like Justin man. Johnson. Out like, yeah, it's like, dude, is that Shoffley out there with the eight iron just getting buttery with it? Yeah, five feet. Is it that right. stick? Last thing. Give me your one lock of the week. Oh, I haven't even looked at it. Oh, gosh. My one lock of the week. What's the bad LSU spread? What's I'm that? Go, hey, look. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna shock some people here. I feel shocked. I'm going Georgia minus forty-one. Against Vandy. Against Vandy. I still don't think they can score that much. So oh. Much. With JT Daniel, they're going to Hey, score. what's the Bama LSU spread? It's Hold like on, I'm checking. Still Fake it. 29 and a half. Actually, you know what? I'm going to change my lock of the week. <laughs> take Bama, just whatever it yeah. says on the Whatever Bama paper. is, take it. Yeah. Take Bama. 29 and a half. It's 29 and a half. Hold on. Hold on. Get the will. Get. I need the, 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 the Where's the deed to the, the house? house? <laughs> get the animals. It's 29 get all the, and a half. Get all the blood we have saved. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's got to be a lock. Hold on, can I get my clothes? Let me call my account. Yeah, let me call my attorney real quick. Does Vegas not know about Terrence Marshall? Is did they not watch last week? Did they have they not watched every week? I don't know. I don't know. But twenty nine, twenty nine, and they they covered us twenty nine, and we beat LSU by thirty. Yeah, they beat A and M by twenty eight. Typically, use the transitive property. But without Terrence Marshall, I don't think you have to be John Madden to figure yeah. out how this would yeah. go. <laughs> Where's the game at? Yeah, who cares? <laughs> Is it at Bama? That's in Baton Rouge. That doesn't no, matter. Doesn't matter. Doesn't who matter. Gives a fuck? Is the field 100 yards and 53 in the third wide? As long as it's that, it's going to be okay. Yeah, it doesn't matter. No. It's going to be a bloodbath. Bama's going to win that game by more than 40 points. Bro, I'm telling you, though, like, Vandy, I think half their players are going to walk off, man. Oh, you talk oh I did see some some something about that. What's yeah. what's that line? 36. It's 41. What is it? What is it now? I Bavada has it at 36. I may just put everything on those two. They're playing Georgia, right? Yeah, at Georgia. And JT Daniels is a quarterback, so they finally have an actual quarterback. Yeah, he's about to just close his eyes and throw it. Against them, it'll work. Yeah, against them, it'll work. Yeah, I mean, is Vandy going to get across the 50 the whole fucking day? Fuck, they couldn't do it against Missouri. I do like that quarterback for Vandy, though. Yeah, I like Ken Seals. But oh, no, Ken Seals is awesome. He has nothing to work with. 
Nothing, no. dog. He's Nothing. never going to have anything worse. Yeah, you need to hit that portal. You, you, he ought to be moonwalking into the portal. Yeah. Jimbo I mean, look at LSU, dog. Jimbo he should have gone steals for a little while. He, was, he should be in the Big 12. Jim, yeah. He should have gone anywhere else. He should have gone FCS if he had to anywhere oh, but dude, Vanderbilt. He just smells like an Iowa State quarterback. Right. Oh my God, like that he, that's a great that that makes sense. He had an offer from Tech. I don't know why the fuck he didn't take that. Yeah, I mean, guess I don't know. He may want to be like a scientist or something. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. If, if you want to play in the league, don't go to Vandy to be a quarterback. Defensive yeah, I mean, guy, J- sure. J- uh, running back, running back, sure. I mean, I mean, linebacker, linebacker. Cunningham's a beast. Cunningham's a bad bitch. That dude makes every time. All he's done since he stepped on the field at Vanderbilt (laughs) and still to today is just making – it's like Josh Bynes. He's played in the NFL for 30 years. He's just still making plays. He makes tackles. Yeah. I don't don't know if I've ever seen him miss a tackle. Dude, Zach Cunningham is like legit – like a legit star to me. Yeah. Yeah. But if, if you want to play the league as a quarterback, do not go to Vandy. Don't fucking do it. Yeah, I mean, Jay Cutler was the only one. Look, I'm going to keep mean, it a stack with you. You want to go play in the league, dog. I wouldn't go to Vandy. Yeah, yeah. I'm not I'm not you going to Vandy. Right. I mean, and that's just – I mean, Vandy gets their guys by saying, hey, you don't have to go to the league to be successful because you're going to get a badass degree. Yeah. yeah man, Which, like, I mean, everybody don't go to Most people don't go to That's league. probably a better – a higher oh, yeah. ability than making money. They need to run the sure. option, dog. Like, let's be realistic. Run yeah. the triple option. It's your what, best chance. What, what could, I mean, what, what, it what can't be worse. Who's that army coach? You'd piss a lot of people off. You'd piss a lot oh, of people God. off. Who's the army coach? Um, Munkin, right? Yeah. Do you think <sighs> Munkin? Either him or go try and get Nia Matalolo from Navy or shoot it. I, I'm trying to go get Willie Fritz from Tulane, dog. I want that spread option deal in my life. So, okay. Hypothetical. Super hypothetical. Malzahn's fired tomorrow. Who are you going after? Who's your number one? Oh, I'll die on this hill, baby. Hugh Freeze. Okay. I had this question earlier. I forgot to ask it. Do you think that the Auburn brass would be okay hiring him? Uh, Yeah. We've we've done worse, dog. I mean, what do you, I mean, what do you look for in a, in a coach? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's fine. Whatever. Well, I I want a coach. I always laugh. I I want a coach that has, that does some shit that's you know kind of on the edge. Well, yeah, a like, little bit, like, well, kind of on the I edge. Laugh. I always laugh because you're like, oh, he well, jumped Auburn off the goddamn Bruce. cliff. Look, we yeah, got well, Bruce like, Pearl. We'll fucking bring his ass in here. Yeah, like yeah. Well, my <laughs> thing is, my, my thing is this. It's like we we're like, oh man, Hugh Freeze. You know, he's a wild card. He's a crazy guy, and he's the head coach at Liberty, which is like the biggest Christian yeah. religion school. I just think that's the fun. If Liberty can hire Hugh Freeze. Which I don't even think they can look at each other if you're a boy or a girl at Liberty on campus. I don't think they're allowed to even look at each other or think about each other. And if they'll hire him at Liberty, I think he'll be fine at Auburn. You beat Nick Saban with Bo Wallace. Sign me up for that, dog. And I watch those freaks running around AJ Brown and DK. I want one of those. Yeah, like he can I want recruit. one of those. Like he can I'm sick Saban. of this. I'm sick of this. I love me some you know, AJ we're Brown. We're gonna go get this three star. That's that's you know. He's projected to be good. We're going to go get 13 of them and just hope. No, I, I want DK Metcalf and I want age. Cause you know what? That's how you beat Alabama. You want to know how you beat Alabama? You beat them with elite players and to get elite players, you got to recruit them and to recruit them. You can't, be you need lame. prostitutes. Oh yeah. Well, right, I mean, I look, the gun look, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, end of the day, 
Say that's why Ron has done for Auburn up to this point is not good enough. Someone else needs a chance. You have had your chance. I award you no points at no point during your rambling eight-year career. Have you done anything that has come close to a coherent thought? We are all now dumber for having witnessed this. I award you no points and may God have mercy on your soul. <laughs> so Hugh Freeze is the guy, huh? I think it's Hugh Freeze or Mario Cristobal. What about Fickle? I'd be fine with that. But I, I think you go Hugh Freeze, bring in Muschamp as DC. Because uh, I don't know if Steele will, would stay if he didn't get the head job. I, I, he may retire soon, actually. But, you know, I think it'd be Hugh. I think you'd have a chance to get Matt Luke coaching the offensive line. Um, I think you're going to pluck him from Georgia. Him and Hugh are really tight. Really, really, really tight. Um, I think you'd have a chance if you got Muschamp as DC, you could get T Rob coaching the secondary. You keep T Will. Coach Garner, they'll let him either retire or stay either way. It's, it'll be fine uh, for Auburn. Um, Who's your OC you, then? You've got to start being better on offense. You, you've got to start making it fun to watch Auburn football again. It's got to start being fun to be an Auburn fan again. All this having to defend this guy, you know, to the brink for $7 million. I'll say it again, and I just look at the numbers. It, it's just not good enough. It's just not good enough. For $7 million, For $7 million, million close. And people can say whatever they want and defend it however they want. All I do is put up the sheet of paper that has the numbers. And if you're okay with this for $7 million, then you need to start thinking rationally about other things or maybe start looking at other areas to compare and see how crazy and illogical. And people are like, oh, well, we may have a good team next year. Well, isn't it funny? I do think that Gus Malzahn went to the national championship. The best year he ever had was his first year. So people that argue that, I think that's hilarious. It's totally contradictory to what's happened or what's happened in the past. But if you're going to keep saying, well, we make it when you're in year eight, you shouldn't go into year nine thinking, man, we may be good. We may have a shot to contend when you've had the record and the past performances that Gus Malzahn has had as Auburn's head coach. And listen, I know it sounds like, you know, I'm picking on Gus Malzahn. You're the head coach, dog. Yeah. You're look, rich. Look, you're the head coach and you're rich, dog. I don't feel sorry for you. Two things numbers don't do. They don't lie and they don't care about your feelings. Yeah. Right. They just don't. They the numbers don't. are in. Guess what? The, the results are in. Gus Malzahn, you are not the father. <laughs> and gave and you, can't blame it. you can't blame it. You can't blame anybody anymore. He, he hired Chad Morris. He decided Chad Morris is going to be. If, it's if it's not eight, working, that's on you. It's year eight. Well, then we, hired, we hired you to score points. Yeah. We're, we're right. to the point now where he's hiring other people to score points. Like you wrote a book <laughs> called No Huddle. You wrote a book called No Huddle. You ought to write one called No Points. Yeah. We scored 25 <laughs> touchdowns this year. Miles Brennan is thrown for more <gasps> touchdowns than Bo Nix has. And Miles Brennan hadn't played in a month. That's tough. Like the numbers don't lie. They, you know what? You know what? And, and you'll have some Auburn people. Listen, I, I, I understand. I get it. Well, you know, Auburn players never get in trouble. And once every three to four years, we fluke around and beat Alabama. But that's okay. You know, I guess we can just all be friends and all be nice and just all hope together. And we'll just come sit in a circle by a fire and just, it's okay. It's the Auburn way. We'll be okay. Man, miss me with that soft stuff, man. Get If that's, if that's the way you want to be, then don't ever complain. You have no right to ever complain about Auburn athletics ever. And I hope that you don't have that same thinking in other areas of your life. And people say, oh, 
well, it's just a game. Well, in this game, you're paying this guy $7 million. That's not a game. Auburn's community, a lot of it needs Auburn football to do well. They need Auburn to have good expectations. They need people to show up because the next thing that's going to happen if it keeps going down this road is that the fans, when they're allowed to come back, aren't going to start showing up. And right when that gate money starts hurting, they're going to fire you. And it's just a matter. It's You're just prolonging the inevitable. If this, Like they say, if a dog's going to bite, he's going to do it when he's a puppy. And this dog hadn't bit yet. Yeah, I, I think that's the uh, the only way to say it. is he. I, you, there's no. I think you have to make the change. Just if you look at the project, the, the trajectory of the, the program, there's no. There's not much buzz in recruiting. What is You're going goes, down. What's gonna say? Wait, wait. What's gonna say? Which way are we going? And then he does the up thing. I'll tell you up. which way we're going. We're going down like a sweet muffin, Lafleur. Yeah, it's only just... gotten worse. Right, there, there's nothing that shows you that the future under Malzahn will be better. We should take, we should you exile the word injection. boom out of Auburn. The word boom should never be able to be spoken in the 334 area code again. Take it away, set it on fire, blow it up. We need something else, buddy. We need something else. You can take this back to the Sun Belt, dog. At the end of the day, you you boom on field goals. You boom right? on field goals. You, you fist pump pars. You dog. fist pump pars. You fist pump pars. And you coach in the you're getting paid seven million dollars to fist pump pars. Right. That's the thing. I I can fist pump pars because I'm not any good at golf. Yeah. yeah. Dude, if I get a you par, fist, I'll you can't. But like you're, you, you, you can't fist pump pars on the tour though. Pars on Friday, dog. Gus is out there fist pumping or booming field goals. The only one that booms field goals is Anders Carlson. That's it. Like you're out here booming field to me, that's enough. Get out, dog. Get Carlson out. Get would, would, and get out. Carlson would, it would even him. He would much rather kick extra points than field goals. Dog, like if I just, it's just gotten to the point. Like, and you know, and like, it's just got to use like it's not like a personal vendetta behind this. No, you know what I'm saying. Like no. at the end of the day, you have to learn how to take your feelings away and look at actual numbers since someone started and to where they are now. And our program, our Auburn program, their trajectory right now, Auburn right now is like this, right? This can go two ways. Because if he stays, it's just going to keep going down. Yeah, and look at and look, down. look at the other two major programs. Look at baseball. Boom. Go into the College World Series. Butch Thompson has this recruiting at elite level. They're going to be unbelievable this year. Basketball, we just went to the Final Four, just went 25-6. and six. They're struggling this year because the point guard's ineligible and they lost all their scores. That's understandable. The programs are both on a tr- – they signed Jabari Smith and Trey Alexander. They've got probably Scoot Henderson about to commit here soon. The trajectory is going up, and the moneymaker – the big one, the engine that pushes the whole thing is going down because the conductor just don't got the juice, dog. And I, like I told you, if Gus Malzahn walked in my house right now, I'd say the same thing. I'd say the same thing. It's just, I just don't think he's got it in him. I don't think he's got it. And that's not me trying to be mean or saying that I have all the answers. I don't have all the answers, but I know a real one when I see them. I know a real one. I can see it through the TV because I've been lucky enough in what I've done. I've, I've coached against guys and with guys that 
that are legit and, and that, you know, are in the SEC and in the Big Ten and the Big 12. And I know how it's supposed to look. I know how it's supposed to feel. I know how the, it's, it's just supposed to go. And, dog, you can't be – you can't do lame stuff and just be that – just – and it's hard for me to explain. It's just like, dude, like you're picking your nose on the sideline. Like, dog, like you just do stuff that, like, embarrasses us, bro. Like, and then you look at recruiting. You know, you can't recruit. You know, you, you don't – obviously, you, you can't sign offensive linemen. You were the lead recruiter for Scooby Williams. And Dan Mullen snatched him out from you, and the kid's a lifelong Auburn fan. You know, you just – you ain't got it. What was the deal with Scooby? Have, I still think Auburn's got a chance because of T-Will. Thank God Gus Malzahn has Travis Williams because if he didn't have Travis Williams, he wouldn't sign anybody. He wouldn't sign a soul. Because I thought Scooby was a heavy Auburn lean. He's been an Auburn fan his whole life. His mom is one of the biggest Auburn fans in the world. And he was going to commit to Auburn on October. That's one of the two guys that we haven't predicted right, even though I changed it, but we had it locked because it was done on October 10th. And then they got embarrassed against Georgia again. And Florida and Georgia and all them were like, why would you go to Auburn with Gus Malzahn? They're going to fire him anyway because they are, because he's not going to get any better, I'm going to tell you. And these kids have one shot at this thing, typically. I know you can transfer and all that, but it is a lifelong business decision. And I would not send my son – if he was a high-level guy that had a chance to play in the NFL, he, I would not send him to play for Gus Malzahn, especially if he played quarterback. Like, one of the maddest people I think of this whole deal is probably Patrick Nix. Honestly, Bo's father, because he just put him in terrible positions. And it just at this point, at this point, we need just need to shake our hands and be done with it. Because the experiment did not it, it did not work. The, the extension, you, I guess you learned your lesson. Don't let that guy make any decisions anymore. I tell you that. Whoever made that decision, like I said, they ought to not let him drive a car with other people on the street. But, you know, I think Auburn is done with. I really think. And, again, like I said, they'll beat Texas A&M this weekend, and you'll have the same sunshine powers. They're like, told you, see? And then the numbers will still be the same. Because guess what? You don't come to Auburn to beat Texas A&M, dog. You come to Auburn to beat Bama. You come to Auburn to beat Georgia. You come to Auburn to beat LSU. And you beat Texas A&M on the way to the SEC championship. That's what should be expected at Auburn. But now it's not expected. The expectations are being lowered every year. The mediocrity is being accepted by Auburn at a level that is sickening and is disturbing. And if it doesn't get changed soon, it's going to become routine. And if it becomes routine, that monster that Mike Leach and Lane Kiffin are building in Mississippi, what Jimbo's doing at A&M, what Sam Pippen, because they're not afraid of Gus Miles, I'm going to tell you. You're, you're you're worried about Nick. You're worried I, about ain't nobody scared of Gus Malzahn. I hope no, Malzahn there's not stays. A person, a coach on this world that is scared or worried about Gus Malzahn, and they shouldn't be. And because deep down, guess what? They know too. They know. They understand. They're so worried. I bet if I'm Alabama, the last person I want to go to Auburn is Hugh Freeze. That's the, the last person I want to go to Auburn is Hugh Freeze. So. You know, at the end of the day, I'll say it. I've said it on my show. I read the numbers. It's nothing personal. You had your chance. You didn't get it done. The best thing you ought to do now is just understand that it's run its course. Be thankful you got your money because you're getting the best deal out of all of this because he's not going to get $21 million in a buyout. They'll tangle it up in court so long that he'll say, all right, we'll settle. Give me 15 Give me 14 Whatever, whatever. But it's just to the point now where it's almost like he's got the university hostage. Like, it's almost like Gus Malzahn is holding Auburn hostage. And I mean, it's, you know, so you can call it what you want, but 
you're paying a guy way too much money to do something that he just can't do. He ain't got it. Can't do it. You talked about like the coach that the coaches that are just fucking dogs, right? Yeah. They're dogs, right? Who's a coach that we wouldn't think is that kind of guy? Like that's not like on our radar, obviously like Nick Saban, Kirby Smart, Dan Mullen, those kinds you know, of like guys. Like a young, like a young up and coming guy. Yeah, like somebody that because you, you said like I've been there, Bro. you know, I can see that dog. Who's somebody that you just see that fucking dog in? Uh, I'm going Jim Leonard from Wisconsin, the DC. Give me Jim Leonard. Give me Jim Leonard. He was a hell of a player. They've done nothing but but be unbelievably disciplined and multiple on defense. Uh, he, I think, he's one of the youngest DCs in the country. Uh, like I said, he's a guy you want in a fist fight. And he knows he knows what I think he's gonna be in the NFL before long. I think he'll end up being a head coach in the NFL. But if if I was looking at a guy that was under the radar, because again, the last guy that came from Wisconsin, Dave Aranda, did a pretty good job for LSU. He did all right. Uh, and and you know, at the end of the day, I've watched Jim for a while. I know what a lot of people think of Jim. I know how high he is held uh, by guys that you know. And it's gonna be tough to get him out of the Big Ten because that's where he played and that's where he did. But again. I'm a huge Jim Leonard guy. I love Jamie Chadwell at Coastal Carolina. All he's ever done is win. I love the offense that they run. Uh, they're able to use tempo, but they're not crazy with it. They understand you got to play defense. And also, I'm a big Neil Brown guy at West Virginia. Uh, I love Neil Brown. I think Neil Brown's an SEC coach. I wouldn't mind if Auburn hired Neil Brown because uh, he's a guy that's done different. I mean, he's a guy that went from working under Hal Mummy in the air raid at Kentucky to now watch his offense at West Virginia. It's a blend of a lot of stuff, and it's his, you know. And, and that is one thing I'll say about Gus Malzahn. Early in the career, that offense, it was his. It was his baby that, that he kind of introduced to everybody. And Neil, not that he does anything exotic, but he does a really good job mixing personnels. I love his play-action game. It's like he's got a little bit of West Coast with a little bit of air raid, like I said, with the, with the heavier personnels, and he can recruit his ass off, and, and he's got a great personality. And, and – Auburn fans would love him. So, you know, I, there's guys everywhere. Uh, the whole, oh, who are you going to hire argument is just another defense of not to not to let somebody go because you're afraid of change. Scared money's never made any money. But I think the most underrated coach in college football is Jim Leonard. So, if Auburn – okay. So, do you think Auburn could poach him as D.C.? Do you think he'd be willing to go – you said it'd be hard to get him from the Big Ten. Yeah, I just know those guys that are that played at those places. And I, that get are now I get it. I get it. At their alma maters, and you're the DC, and you're a young guy because they're probably telling him, "Listen, you're going to be the head guy." When Barry oh, Alvarez yeah. probably told him, "Look, Jim, you're going to be the guy." I promise you. Uh, but is Wisconsin where he wants to end up? Yeah, exactly. And you know, I wouldn't be surprised now if another Big Ten team came and offered him a head Michigan, job. Michigan, Ohio State. It. But man, I'd also, you know, and I know he wouldn't leave Northwest. Northwestern, but I love Pat Fitzgerald, man. Yeah. Ugh, give me that guy a chance to play at a place where he can recruit. I mean, now I don't. He's got a great pick at Northwestern there. You know, like I said, a bunch of Reese Davis is running around out there. They got a great deal going on. Even though that dude's got a lifetime contract. Lifetime contract. He deserves it. Shit, he deserves. Oh yeah. It. Uh, but there's a lot of guys out there, man. I mean, it's you can get a lot better for seven million than what you've been getting. But. Yeah, you can get a lot of people to you, a lot of people that you didn't think would would leave the job they're at would leave for seven million. Oh uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, I do every one stuff for seven million. But uh, but now guys, I think uh, we're about to run and eat. But uh, as usual, bro, 
we got to do it again next week after Auburn wins 30-27. <laughs> yes, sir. We'll have you all on uh, so you can either take your victory lap or we'll look forward to another uh, Gus Mel's on the <laughs> And y'all can, uh, y'all can tell me about how A&M's going to make the playoff. Hey, look. Well, you know me. I'll, I'll, I'll come back on. Never, never afraid. But, uh, shoot, it's always fun, man. Tell Jordy and Fonder I said what's up. Yeah, well, yeah man. We'll we'll y'all. Y'all. Hey, we're coming out there soon. We're coming out there soon. Hey, Let's if y'all go. make the playoff, if y'all make the playoff, we may show up, dog. Dude, if we make the playoff, then I'm there. Northgate's gonna be fucking rowdy. Oh, dude, we'll we're pull there. up. We'll, we'll, pull we'll up. show y'all when, when. We'll show y'all how we go. <laughs> All right, boys. <laughs> All right, see y'all later. See y'all. See y'all. Sell the fuck so, out. So, but let me ask you this: When's the last time we've been in a close game where you thought, "Man, I don't know if we're gonna win this game"? Florida, Florida. It's been Florida. So, the the last time you would have even needed to pull something out like that, a we weren't pre- as predictable with it yet because we hadn't run it that much. B, you could run the ball whenever the fuck you wanted and get seven yards a pop. So you weren't doing it then. So, I get it. I get it. I'm thinking. I'm thinking it might just be a wrinkle we're waiting to put in. A lot. Of, I think there's a lot of things we're waiting to put in until we need. And I know that that's not really Jimbo's style is to like play to your, play to do just enough to win. But it seems like what we've done all year. No, Jimbo is the coach that plays to win, not to. No, but what I mean by that is taking teams lightly. It, um, I don't think that's the case, but I think it's also a case of right. Jimbo will run a vanilla offense when he can. He right. will. Right, right when it's all when when it's all that you need. When it's all you need, Jimbo will run a vanilla offense, and that I think and I think that's what I we're think seeing. there's a difference between running or taking a team lightly and saying, "Hey, we can beat them running the same ten plays all game long." Yeah, and shit, I don't, don't tell Jay Boy. So this, I don't even know if Auburn's that game. Like it could be if things don't go well at the beginning, but it also could be a game where they can't stop the run and it's over so, early. I'm gonna say this when Jay Boy's not on air with us. I don't think Auburn can run the ball on us. And if uh, I don't Auburn think they can either. If Auburn can't run the ball on us, I don't think Bo Nix can beat us. So um this I kind of try to get into this, but man, I, I couldn't really get enough time to say it. Yeah. Um I think Auburn's got to do a thing, the thing where they where they pass to open up the run. And they're gonna have to push the ball deep. And they're going to have to be creative with the pass game and the play action and the whatever else and get the ball in Schwartz's hands. But they cannot just come out and say, we're going to run the ball until it doesn't work. Not going to work. Guess what? It's just not going to work. But it's not going to work. That's what LSU tried to do. It's what Arkansas tried to do. And the, the offenses looked awful. It, Arkansas had one good drive until the garbage time. So that's not going to work. This defense You have to air the good. ball out. And I get our corners. Man, Miles Jones, I talk so much shit about in the offseason. He's been so fucking well. good. Jalen Jones has been fucking amazing. Jalen Jones is a first-round pick. Um, Damani Richardson's a take bad that, bitch. Take it to the fucking bank. Jalen Jones is a top 15 pick in the draft. I'm not reacting to it because I don't doubt it. Lockdown corners go that high. He looks like one right now. Jalen Jones is a lockdown um, corner. When was the last time you heard his name called? Well, he had a pick. First of his career. Yeah, he got a pick. And it wasn't even a good pick. It was a bullshit pick. But it's fine. I mean, if they're not targeting you, that's what happens. That's the only picks you get. Um, when was the last time you heard 
Jalen Jones on the pass breakup. They quit throwing I will say, to him. Man, we ran a lot of zone against LSU. We did. We and did. Terrence Marshall still torched us, man. He's fucking good. He's so but anyway, fucking so good. obviously the secondary has played really well. But I think it's clear that's how you're going to have to beat us is throwing the ball. Yes. You. I'll be honest. I've said it the last two weeks, so I don't want to ha- uh, hash on it too much. But I just think that Auburn has to throw to set up the run. The reverse the reverse of what you normally think, run to set up the play pass. No, you got to pass to set up the run right now. The way to beating this AM defense is making Leon O'Neill overcommit. That's how you beat this team. He's an aggressive player, and I love Leon. But the way you beat this defense is you make him overcommit. You force him to overcommit. That's it. Because and man, I don't know. And I don't know if it's because they're scared of the pass rush, the other teams, but I haven't seen that many deep shots against us that wasn't from Alabama or Florida. I just – I don't I don't buy into the – oh, shit. The Cubs just no, non-tendered Kyle Schwarber. Yeah, I saw that shit. Fuck. Anyways, I, I just don't buy into the pass rush thing because we haven't been able to – we – other than Mississippi State, we have not been able to get to the quarterback on a four-man rush. We just haven't. So, so are, you, are you talking about the conversation we had with, with, with Jake? Right. We right. get to the quarterback so, by running exotic blitzes, dropping a lineman, uh, uh, rushing two linebackers, dropping uh, uh, a lineman, rushing a nickel. Right, right, right. We we've we blitzed the shit out of Devin Morris and Leon this year. Uh, yes. Um, and but, Eric Young and Andre White and Aaron Hansen. So, so I think what they're saying, what they're saying is they think we can get home because they think their offensive line is that bad. And if, if you can't, that bad, that's what you fucked. do. If right, it's that's that what you bad, do. That, that's fucked. what happened to Miss State, and Miss State had no fucking chance. Um, if, if if they cannot stop our four man rush, they don't have a fucking chance in this game. So so I I, I had a pretty good view of this at, for the LSU game because of where we were sitting. You know, we were sitting behind the play. Yeah. Every time, every time LSU got into third and medium, which happened a lot because they couldn't successfully run the ball. Every time they got in third and medium, we wait till then, and then we would blitz. And they knew it was coming. They didn't know from where, but they knew we were going to bring extra guys. We had seven people, but on what we the did line. is we, we said we said here's what we're going to do. We're going to get to you real fucking quick. You're going to have to get out of your hands quick. They don't have time to run down the field far enough to get a first down. And we tackled so well in the secondary. I don't know if we I saw him miss a tackle. I. And so when that happens, if, if that happens, I don't care who you're playing. I don't care who it is. If you're doing those three things, stopping the run, blitzing, and tackling in front of the sticks when you blitz on the hot route, what do you want? What did what did LSU want their quarterbacks to do? What do you do? You got to get the ball out and hope they miss a tackle. And it's not happening. And then just they kept going three and out and punting and then benching him for the next guy. So I, I think – so, so basically, what I'm saying is, if I think we can't get four, part, if we can't get four, if we can't get pressure with four, we're going to do what we did against LSU. I agree, and that's why I brought it up to Jay Boy. But I think the but what they're saying is they think we can. So I think the difference, and I, 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 I will believe that we can pressure with four when I see it against a team that's not in Mississippi State. Right. We were pressing that is an three. awful. We we were dropping eight. Dude, we, we could have rushed one and it wouldn't have mattered. Backing them, it. They had you, they had five guys protecting three and they were still missing assignments. Like that's just fucking awful. Anyways, um, I think the thing that scares me about 
the blitz, right? Because because we are going to blitz on third down. Mike Elko will blitz on third down. That's going to happen on the third and medium plays that you're talking about, right? The thing that scares me is Bo Nix's scrambling ability at that point. So I don't know if we run a spy. I don't know what the fix is there, but I think that is the X factor in this because I know that if we run those same blitzes against Auburn, we're going to get to the quarterback. But can we get home? Right? Or is Bo Nix going to scramble and play hero ball like he has so many times? Yeah, and, and I mean, I'm not a, I'm not a defensive coordinator. I don't know what the the trick is. I don't know what the solution is to keep right. Nixon I don't. Need- I, I think if I knew, I'd be paid a lot. Um, but the problem with the spy is, if you're running a spy and you're bringing extra guys, that's another guy yep. taking out of protection. Yep. You're either in a zone where you fucking barely have enough guys to to cover your zones, and you're gonna have a shit ton of holes in them, or you're in basically almost like cover zero one coverage. You're in zero. Maybe even zero. You could be in zero by that point. And that's just scary. It can be scary. Especially against a guy like Anthony Schwartz. Yep. So, again, I don't know. But but if if Auburn decides the way that they're going to play the pass game is they're just going to throw a little dink and duck stuff like they have all year, and our secondary continues to tackle the way they have been, there's no shot. They have no shot. Nope. And – I'm, I completely agree with you. If they continue to try to establish the run before they open it up, they're not going to have a chance. You're not running on this team without proving that you can pass the ball. You're just not. Yeah. I mean, and even then, Florida still couldn't run the I feel like, I mean, I the only team that's been back, able to I run like on they us. They didn't run the ball well. The only team that's been able to run on us was Alabama. And that was after. And they weren't even. They weren't efficient, but they they got gas plays, right? Really not until the end of the game. I mean, it wasn't Bingo. even it Bingo. wasn't even Najee. It wasn't even Najee hurting us. No. But it was after we were so fucking scared of the deep ball. Right? Yeah. That's what it took. And I, I just don't know if Bonick can throw the deep ball consistently like that. I, Man, I'm trying to figure, I can't find any kind of blitz percentages and shit for college stats, but that would be a cool thing to look at is how often we blitz on third down because I bet it's high. Oh, God. Um, I, I love, so Mike Elko has run kind of a very similar third down defense to what uh, Dave Aranda ran at LSU, right? You, you're putting seven people on the line of scrimmage and the offensive line has to figure out which five are blitzing. And that is fucking hard. That yeah, is I, I hard. still don't know how the fuck you're supposed to do it. Right. So they're putting seven people on the line of scrimmage. Two of them are dropping and you have no fucking clue which two. That is very hard to do. And usually it ends up with one of them running free, especially in the college game. And that's what Dave Aranda did so well, right? He disguised. He put a bunch of people on the line of scrimmage and said, figure it out, right? And that's what Mike Elko's done this year. And it's worked so well. Yeah. So well. We've had – I bet we have more sacks by non-D linemen than D linemen this year. Probably. I mean, 
And that's not normal. I don't know how many we have, but but Marvin doesn't have that many great with all of his um, with how great he's been. That's not normal. Well, what Demarvin Leal is doing is occupying two defenders so a linebacker can run free. You don't tell me. You don't have to tell me. I'm a huge. Uh, I think Demarvin Leal Marvin is the Leal best support. defensive player we've had since Miles Garrett. It's not even close. So I'm, but I mean, honestly, what are your options between those two? Uh, Tyrell Dodson was a very good college player. Um, He's better than that. Daylon Mack was good his senior year. Sure. Um, <laughs> Kingsley Kiki was very good. He was very good. Wow, so you want to hear our team leaders in sacks? I bet Clemens Aaron with, Hedford's leading the team. Clemson, Clemens with four. Bobby Brown with three and a half. Buddy and Hansford both have two. DeMarvin and Tyree have one and a half. Andre PV, White's. PV, Andre White, and Brian Williams each have one. Yep. I'm surprised Devin Morris doesn't have one. He's got a lot of – okay, well, fuck it. He had an easy fucking sack against LSU, and he just let up. He ran what past was him. that? He, he stopped. He, he was like, oh, I don't want to hit him. I guess he thought he threw it already. I don't know. Put your fucking – just in the rib cage. He should have paid for that one. I don't remember who was in that quarterback. Could have been somebody different every drive. But we he should have paid for holding that ball. We blitz Devin Morris a lot for him to not have a sack. I agree. We do. I don't. I don't know. If but he the, be blessed. I don't know what the answer is. But so, he should have had that one. That one. He but, looked at the film. That one and said, "Fuck, that could have been a huge highlight." Michael Clemens is a little skewed because I think he had three of those against Mississippi State when we were rushing three down linemen. I think Bobby Brown had two that game. I mean, probably. So I think it's a little skewed there, but if you look at the majority of our schedule, the fact that we have three different linebackers with multiple sacks, yeah. that's crazy. And it's not like we're running them off the edge. We're running no, them the, right up the fucking middle. The blitzes have been just fucking amazing. All right, man. Well, it's getting a little late, unless you have something else you want to talk about. John Wall. Okay, so John Wall is – I don't know if he's an – I don't think he's an upgrade over – obviously, we haven't seen him play in almost two years. So, even if he's healthy right now, I, he's not an upgrade over us. The, the issue is – or not the issue. The, the deal is it's not like Russ was winning you games with yeah, the way he was John playing John Wall's a better fit. John Wall is a better fit. Um, and I was saying this and, you know, I got whatever from, but like Boogie is honestly, if you get anywhere, anything close to the healthy Boogie from the last time we saw him, you're fucking gang coming out like gangbusters with the money you gave him a big that can shoot. I mean, obviously he's coming off of injuries, but, but you're talking about a dude that was a top three center in the league. What is the expectation for the Rockets this year? I think the expectation should just be to make the playoffs. Like, 
Okay, you have James Harden, you're going to make the playoffs. Ex- realistic expectations, if you have a good season, should be a top four seed. No, I don't even think it's that this year. Really? I, I really don't know if that's the expectations for this team. Really? Well, so the West is 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 much better. It, it, the West gets better every year. The yeah. Lakers, the Clippers are going to be one, two favorites. Um, then the Mavs are getting better every year that goes by. I mean, they are. The, the Suns got better. I don't know if the Suns are top four, but the Suns will be in a playoff I love, race. You know I love the Suns, baby. Devin Booker, son. And now Devin Booker doesn't have to play point guard because they have point guard. So – um, Point and that's God. not even counting the Jazz, the 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 Trailblazers, also, who are teams. I love the Jazz. Let's go. So those are all teams that maybe aren't better than the Rockets, but they could be if the year goes away. So maybe the expectation is a top four seed, but it's four. You're the fourth best team in the West. So really, it's anything from three to six. So. Any, if you finish below six, you're disappointed. If you finish above three, you way overachieved. I think, but I think the expectation is a three to six seed. I think the difference, though, between the Grizzlies are, I mean, the Grizzlies are going to be competitive still. So I think the difference between the Rockets and all those other teams you just mentioned is they own the other teams own their own first round draft picks? Nope. The Rockets are always going to have the best team on the or the best player on the floor against those other teams. Yes. And in the playoffs, that's big. The the issue is if we've learned anything in the last 10 years of NBA basketball, is one guy, as much as the NBA is a game of superstars, one superstar, one even if he's the best player in the world at the time, cannot win you the playoffs. Well, win you some man. games. No, he didn't. He didn't. He didn't win. He never won as the only guy. He yeah. maybe he got there once, and then he got swept by the Spurs. A, a true. Team. And everyone wants to talk about. Well, it doesn't count because they draft him. It's still. It was still a three-headed, definitely two-headed, three-headed depending on how well you thought about Manu, three-headed team with three superstars. Doesn't matter how you get them. I don't give a shit about that. That's not what the argument's about. Obviously, that's amazing drafting and and um, player, player development. development. No doubt. But the fact is, you cannot win a, a finals with only one star. LeBron couldn't do it. Um, Kawhi kind of did it. Kawhi did kind of do it, but then we saw that same team almost – that same team yeah, just I without mean, him. He had – Don't get me wrong. East. He had a support. But he did not – Like Siakam, Lowry. Um, Gasol. Gasol. But, I mean, he had so, pieces. But, that one is, is is a little bit of an unusual thing just because the team was so good. Like, the, the team aspect of the team was so good. Look, at, they lose Kawhi. People are arguing top five player in the league, maybe better. Some people want to call him the best. They lose him, and they're still the same team, but without him. And they finish second in the East? I mean, the East. Obviously, that team's better than we think. The East is bad. LeBron James left the Cavs, and they got the first overall pick the next year in the same Eastern Conference. Yep. After going to the championship. So, I'm, I'm not – basically, you cannot win one superstar. Can you make the playoffs? Can you win a couple games? Maybe a series? Sure. 
You're not winning. You're not but making it to I'm the Western Conference Finals. I'm not asking the Rockets with to win one. with one superstar. I'm asking him to win with two. It, is John, John Wall still that? Yes. Is he, though? Name brand, sure. Does he play like one? I don't know. We haven't seen him play in two years. You he just tore the keys. You used to fucking love. I did. No doubt. He was a superstar. I'm not saying he wasn't. I'm saying, is he now? I mean, we don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I wouldn't bet on it. I don't know. We'll find out when he plays. He was. God, John Wall was so fucking good. But you know what I'm saying? Like, if, if John, how did, what made John Wall? It was his speed. He was the speed, fastest guy on the court. Quickness, burst. If he doesn't have that because of the leg injury, lower leg injuries, he's not John Wall anymore. All right. Let me ask you this Would you rather have John Wall? Or De'Aaron Fox right now for one year on your team. Um, it's De'Aaron Fox, honestly, and I don't honestly I don't think it's that close for a couple of reasons. Um, a more sure thing of what you're getting, like John Wall, could be anything from superstar John Wall to you can only play him 15 Derek minutes a game. Rose. The bad not Derrick Rose of last year, the Derrick no, right, Rose bad the, Derrick right Rose. after the the knee injuries, you know. Um, yeah, he could be anywhere in between that. And we know what Darren Fo- De'Aaron Fox is. De'Aaron Fox is a bad fucking bitch that just got a huge-ass contract extension. It's kind of like he was like almost like the best player on that Kentucky team or something. Like, you love you some De'Aaron Fox. Oh, man. I, swipe it a fox. Swipe it a fox. Okay. John Wall. Uh, that's bad. No, no, no. Okay, let me ask you this. This is just weird. Just thought of it. But honestly, John Wall or Russell Westbrook, John Wall. And yes. I, we kind of touched on this. Like, Russell Westbrook might be better, but he might not. If we get John Wall from before the injury, he's not. Yes. Because John Wall uh, can do more in the team aspect, in the, this system, than Westbrook can. Yes. Because Westbrook's not willing Westbrook to was Westbrook was always a bad fit. Westbrook was still taking mid-ranges, and when they go in, Dan Tony didn't say anything, and when they didn't go in, he was pissed. Westbrook was always a bad fit. And the problem with Westbrook is he's not efficient at anything outside of the paint. No. And the Rockets are an analytics-driven team. Yeah. It just it was geared, it was set up to not work. Let me ask you this though. One year, you get him for one year. De'Aaron Fox or John Morant? Because these are two of your favorite fucking point guards, man. Man. Man, I don't know. Um, I mean, you know my answer. I think right now, so like for this coming year, who I think is the better player this year, I think it's De'Aaron Fox just because of defense. I think offensively it's probably it, – it's either jaw or it, it's real close, but it's, my jaw might edge him out. But I think the defense – leads to De'Aaron Fox. Okay, so how much, like, do you buy into the player efficiency rating? Like, is that your main metric for? The, the problem with basketball, there's no there's main not metric. One, there's not one Because, metric. like, with, with baseball, everything is, you can, you can say what happened, what happened on this play. You can quote it. How do you, how do you have the impact of a big man sitting in the paint so nobody wants to drive on your guard. Well, all of a sudden, oh, nobody beat this guy off the dribble. Well, yeah, because they don't fucking want to because Anthony Davis or Rudy Gobert sit in the paint waiting for him. So 
yeah, that's the problem with basketball is there's no perfect go-to analytic. There's just ones to give you – I mean, you just have to watch it, really. So if we had to ones to give you ideas. Huh? If we had to make a Canes bet on who had the better season, what metric would we use? I mean, if we were doing it for that, so it's obviously, like, not the biggest end-of-the-world deal if you're wrong. I would be perfectly fine with win shares per 48. Win shares per 48? All right. I'll bet you that John Morant has more win shares per 48 than De'Aaron Fox, assuming a healthy season from both of them. Well, that's what win shares per 48 kind of. Yeah, but it can be very skewed. Sure, I'll take that bet. Sample size. I, I say De'Aaron Fox has a better season. All right. Put it on the board. Let me write this one down so I don't forget. What was our other one we did a few weeks ago? God, I don't know. Let me see if I remember. That's all, folks.